Lane Lambert was hard on his team in practice earlier this week, but they still didn't respond. So the question is, after another big loss, is Lane Lambert losing the locker room? We have that and a whole lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day, we are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Lots to discuss after another disappointing loss. This one in a shootout. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, Maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode. Feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for instant insight and analysis. And it's always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or any time. All right. A disappointing game. Another loss at home this time against a team that if the season ended today would not be in the playoffs. You're facing a goalie who is making his NHL debut, who started the season in the ECHL, and who isn't even playing all that well in the AHL, where he spent the majority of the season. You end up actually getting 48 shots on goal. You get another power play opportunity in overtime, and once again... The Islanders cannot close the deal, end up losing 3-2 to two in a shootout. And I don't think this team has the horses to win shootouts, but we'll, we'll get to that. But the first question I need to ask is this. Lane Lambert, very hard on the team. He was not happy with the last two games against Vancouver uh, and against Montreal to, again, like Ottawa, Two teams that are not going to make the playoffs if the season ended today. 
two teams that the Islanders, in theory, should beat more often than not, and the Islanders played two really sloppy games, so Lambert cracked the whip a little bit, got angry at his team, uh, pointed out that their effort just wasn't good enough, and you were hoping that the team would respond, that there would be some urgency, and other than maybe a seven or eight minute stretch of the third period, sort of the mid to late third period. Uh, I didn't see that. And yeah, you're going up against Kevin Mandelazy and making his NHL debut. And look, I give the kid credit. 46 saves, he gets the win. And the Islanders did have a number of, you know, maybe about eight or nine shots from in close and only managed to score on one of them. But the overall effort, still not consistently there. Still too many turnovers and giveaways and sloppy play in your own zone. Uh, Another shaky game for Alexander Romanov. Another... uh, Shaky defensive game for Scott Mayfield. Mayfield takes a foolish penalty. We talked before the game about how important it was to keep the Ottawa Senators' power play away from the ice, to not give them too many chances. Guess what? The second Ottawa goal comes on the power play. And... Again, the laziness, the lack of urgency has to be upsetting. Because when your coach cracks the whip, and at least publicly, comes about as close to calling out the team as he's done all year, and says, hey, the effort we've given the last couple of games, it just isn't acceptable. We've got to do better. And then you come out and play more or less a similar sloppy defensive game and a game where, again, the first period was just not good at all. It was scoreless. They were fortunate in that regard. The second period was better from an Islanders perspective, but fairly uh, uneventful. You got the one goal by Ryan Pulak. That was good. And then, again, you had that sort of seven or eight minutes in the third period where it looked like the Islanders were the better team. But other than that, too many breakdowns, too many uh, mistakes that are just the, the kind of mistakes you make when your effort isn't there, when the hustle and the heart and soul that you need to put into it just isn't there. And I'm getting concerned that Lane Lambert, you know, called out this team and they were still flat for most of this game. And there were exceptions. There were players that, you know, played pretty well. But, I mean, Noah Dobson had eight shots on goal. Ryan Pulak, five. Six for Brock Nelson. And he continues to extend his scoring streak. Got the goal. 11 straight games with at least a point. And... Matthew Barzal, seven shots on goal in this game, but not enough. The, the, the team defense, the thing that made this team successful 
under Barry Trotz has disappeared. And there's a number of reasons for it. Alexander Romanov slumping right now. Scotty Mayfield pressing, not playing his usual strong game. Sebastian Ajo, never great in his own zone, continues to be inconsistent, although he didn't have a particularly bad game uh, last night. Pelican Pulak, still not playing as well because, I, again, I don't think their talent, their skill set, fits this system of pinch and get going. Islanders had to play this game, by the way, without J.G. Pajot. He is listed as day-to-day with an upper body injury. Casey Zizekas, who, as we mentioned on yesterday's show, had a a non-COVID-related illness. He was able to play in the game, but no J.G. Pajot, so Otto Koivula, who was called up. Uh, did get to play, but was only on the ice for 6 minutes and 36 seconds in a 65-minute game. Had one hit, one takeaway, no shots on goal in the game. So, you know, Koivula doesn't give you much, and then you get a situation where Bo Horvat plays 27-49, Barzi 25-50, Brock Nelson 22 minutes, and 27 seconds. Bo Horvat was out there for about 45% of this game and only had two shots on goal and, and did not seem to be as productive as he was in his first four games with the Islanders. Held off the score sheet. Hey, that's going to happen. You don't expect him to score every game, but didn't do as many things as I thought. Uh, you know, I was expecting from him. Two block shots, two shots on goal, 16 out of 32 face-offs. I think he was a little tired by the end of the game. We're going to continue to look at this game and at how the Islanders failed to respond. Uh, we'll have our unsung hero of the game. We'll have our go to the game. Uh, and we have our weekly farm report. So lots more to get to on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers, and threes drained. And look, Islander fans, head over to FanDuel, check out the line on the Islanders as they return to action on Friday. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, it's uh, my pleasure to welcome a new advertiser to the show. 
IELTS fans, are you looking for the best hockey newsletter on the internet? Well, look no further. The Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast newsletter is the best newsletter for any hockey fan, whether it's talking about the history of hockey, hockey video games, or how to improve your game. You'll find all that and more in this newsletter. Also, if you like this newsletter, be sure to check out the main podcast on Spotify. Log on to rothsteina.substack.com. That's rothsteina.substack.com. Hope to see you there. So, here we are. The five games that the Islanders had that were supposed to be the easier part of the schedule, they're over with right now. They are done. And they beat Philly, beat Seattle, and then lost to Vancouver, Montreal, and Ottawa. Three teams that they got two points out of those three games, but they really, out of those three games, needed a minimum of four points, preferably five or six, and they didn't get it. So what's ahead for this team? Well, try this. Friday, home against Pittsburgh. Saturday, in Boston. Uh, Monday, at Pittsburgh. And then Winnipeg, L.A., at Winnipeg, at Minnesota. That takes you through the end of February, and basically, that's seven games against seven teams that are already in the playoff hunt and, and would make the playoffs if it ends. Now, two games against Pittsburgh. There's nothing going to be more critical than those two games against Pittsburgh because, boy, this team... You know, that's one of the teams they're fighting for a playoff spot. At least the Capitals lost in regulation last night, but the Islanders are going to need to really get four points in those two games against the Penguins and not not even win them in a shootout or an overtime. You want to win them in regulation. Unsung hero of the game, let's go with Brock Nelson. Nelson with a goal. Nelson continuing to play well. And you know what? For some good news, let's say this. That power play goal by Brock Nelson was a good one because it was almost a mirror image of the goal that Brady Kachuk scored for Ottawa three and a half minutes earlier. And to see the Islanders' power play respond and and sort of watch what the other team did and, and actually kind of do it, that was a, a good thing as far as I could see. Now, in overtime... Again, you get another opportunity on the power play. So it's four on three. And the Islanders, again, on the perimeter. Not creating quality scoring chances. Letting the uh, perfect get in the way of the good. And just unable to convert in a situation where, again, the game, the season, so many things on the line and the Islanders' power play could not quite get it done. But Brock Nelson, the unsung hero of this game, go to the game. Uh, boy, this this one is tough. Uh, you know, a lot of players who certainly could qualify, but, oh boy, I, I, I'll tell you, 
I, I am going to go for the GOAT of the game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Scotty Mayfield, who played 17 minutes, took a foolish penalty, and, and just, again, too many defensive mistakes, uh, positionally unsound, and it, it, it's just frustrating to watch. And then shootouts. Again, you're going up against a goalie making his NHL debut. You are going up against a guy who started the season in the ECHL, and even then, the Islanders could not win in a shootout. They've got to practice the shootout. They've got to make the shootout their own thing. They have got to find a way to take advantage of opportunities. Because you know what? They're now 0-4 this season in shootouts. You win three of those four games, that's three extra points in the standings. Three extra points in the standings. Do you know what that does if you add three points, it passes you, you pass Pittsburgh, you pass Washington. You're in a better position for the playoffs if you win, you know, three of those four games. It isn't rocket science. It's something this team needs to be better at. And again, the power play, shootouts, Defensive positioning, we're seeing the same mistakes being made consistently by this team. And when you see the same mistakes and the lack of cohesiveness and the lack of urgency, to me, it starts to come back to coaching. Now, Lane Lambert is in his first year as a head coach. I am willing to let him finish the season and see if the team improves, see if the team responds, see if he adjusts. But right now, the fact that this team is still struggling with the same problems they've had for most of the season, can't put enough shots on goal or, or quality shots on goal, can't finish when you do. Power play is bad, hard to even watch. Uh taking bad penalties because you're chasing the puck, not playing with urgency. When you keep repeating the same mistakes, the time has come to think about whether or not Lane Lambert is getting the job done. Is he the right man for the job? I'm rooting for him. I want to see him succeed, but I need to see more from Lane Lambert uh, if he's going to keep his job beyond this year. And keep in mind, that Lou Lamorello has fired coaches. When he was in New Jersey, for example, he fired Hall of Famer Larry Robinson when the Devils were in first place with about three or four games, maybe seven, you know, less than 10 games left in the regular season and his team was in first place, but they were on a little losing streak. He didn't feel the team was ready for the playoffs. And... He fires his coach when the team is in first place. The fact that he hasn't fired Lane Lambert yet, while it appears that nothing is changing right now, tells me that either Lou Lamarillo may be retiring at the end of this year, or he is just a little more patient at this point in his career uh, about Lane Lambert. And, uh, you know, maybe, just maybe, 
He'll give him the rest of the season because he thinks this team may not be good enough the way it's constructed in order to make the playoffs or make a run in the playoffs. You know, we're getting closer to the trade deadline. It's two and a half weeks away. If this team continues to struggle this way, will Lou Lamorello start to sell off some of these pieces? We're going to talk about that in depth tomorrow on the Locked on Islanders podcast. We've got more to get to on today's show. We have got our weekly farm report as we talk all things Bridgeport Islanders. That and more still to come on today's Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And listen to these great flavors. Churro, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, my personal favorite, cookies and cream. And even though they taste great, the macros are amazing. Only 130 calories on average per bar, just 4 grams of sugar, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Now, you can still go to Built.com and order a box But if you want one right away, you can head over to Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box. So, double chocolate, coconut puff, cookies and cream, you can pick them all up at Walmart or at Sam's Club. So, check it out. Built Bar, the best tasting candy bar, the protein bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Time now for our weekly farm report as we talk all things Bridgeport Islanders And Bridgeport only played one game last weekend. And uh, it was a disappointing 3-0 loss to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms on the road. So that drops the Bridgeport Islanders to 19-19-8 on the season. Bridgeport, struggling, only managed 15 shots on goal and only five in the last 40 minutes of the game. So 10 shots on goal in the first period, and then five total in the second and third. Two goals for Elliot Denoyers of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and just not enough of an effort. Corey Schneider uh, ends up with 30 saves, but gives up the three goals And, you know, two power play chances for Bridgeport, and they could not get the job done. So uh, that game was on Saturday in Lehigh Valley, a 3-0 loss. And now back to action coming up this weekend. Three games coming up for the Bridgeport Islanders Friday at Hartford as the Islanders AHL affiliate takes on the Rangers AHL affiliate. That's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start. Saturday, 7 o'clock Eastern time, home game against the Springfield Thunderbirds. And then Sunday, a road trip, 3.05 Eastern time, a matinee at the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. So, you know, you look at the standings right now, uh, the Penguins are behind the Islanders right now, but tied with them in points. So keep an eye on that matchup. That's a big one. And then, you know, Lehigh Valley, seven points ahead of the Islanders. 
Hartford one point ahead of the Islanders. So Bridgeport with a chance to lift themselves up in the standings this weekend. And if you want to see some of the Islanders' top prospects today, head on up on Saturday and catch the game in Bridgeport. You could drive, you could take the ferry, whatever works. Chris Terry has 44 points and 30 assists to lead the team. The only 20-goal scorer right now on Bridgeport remains Andy Andreoff. He has exactly 20. Arno Durando, 11 goals, 31 points. Ruslan uh, Iskakov, 9 goals, 31 points in 43 games. And William Dufour, 15 goals. That's second on the team, 28 points in 45 uh, games. Samuel Bolduke back with Bridgeport. I'm hoping the Islanders will call him up, but not happening as of right now. He has eight goals, 26 points in 41 games with Bridgeport. And after that, it's Otto Koivula, who played briefly tonight for the Islanders or last night for the Islanders. Ten goals, 21 points in 42 games. As for the goaltending, Corey Schneider, a 2.58 goals against average, 9.22 save percentage, 13.5 and 3 on the year. Jakob Skara continues to struggle. He's been a little better as of late, but a 3.42 goals against and an 8.88 save percentage, a 6.11 and 3 mark. Islanders hoping for a strong finish from Skara because they need that for sure. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And this player had a long NHL career, almost 900 games, but only one year for the New York Islanders. I'm talking about Viktor Kozlov, and he's a Valentine's Day birthday, so his birthday was uh, yesterday. He turned 48 years old, and uh, Viktor Kozlov... Again, uh, only an Islander for the one season that uh, he was there. So we wish him certainly uh, a very happy birthday. And he did pretty well with the Islanders. He's a, a, a native of Tagliati, Russia. And I hope I came close to pronouncing that right. Sixth overall pick by the Sharks back in 93. Played for the Sharks and the Panthers briefly for the Devils, then joined the Islanders in 06-07, had 25 goals and 51 points in 81 games, two seasons with the Capitals, and then finished his career in the KHL, so almost had 900 NHL games, and had two assists in five playoff games for the Isles. His best game with the Islanders, easy to remember that one, a four-goal effort, against the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, December 3rd, 2006. Islanders win it 7-4. So, again, a very happy 48th birthday for Viktor Kozlov. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We will be back tomorrow. We will take a, a closer look at the Islanders' situation. Can this team turn it around? What will Lou Lamorello do? I'm really beginning to believe that selling at the deadline is looking like more and more of a possibility, but we'll break it all down for you on tomorrow's show. Until then, hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.